the most important thing is persuasion and uh, hard work is extremely important it's not just enough if you are talented you need to have a lot of humility not everything is very ideal in any which world you go to any which profession you choose you need to have a lot of um, resilience patience perseverance to you know uh, put up with what happens around you and uh, also be very humble because you are not doing a favor to anybody you must always keep that in mind so if somebody is coming to your concert and encouraging you and making the time to listen to you in fact they are doing you a favor right so that is very important namaste and welcome to indian art premier I'm your host Sushma Udupa. On today's episode, we have with us Shrimati Shantala Subramanyam, who plays the Venu, a Carnatic bamboo flute. She is also a trained vocalist and one of the most sought-after teachers, having been highly appreciated for her melodic presentations combined with complex rhythmic patterns. Today, she is recognized as an important and authentic voice in this demanding tradition. Let us talk to Shrimati Shantala Subramanyam. Namaste Shantala ji. Namaste. My first question to you. Uh-huh. You've been playing the flute for over 3 decades now. How many different kinds of flute do you play? Ah uh, in the south indian uh, style only I play um flutes of various sizes if that's what you mean. Um that is basically to extend the uh, range of sound. Uh from a very small flute to big bass flutes so gives about uh, normally a normal flute size gives about two octaves so this further extends uh, the uh, range by half an octave down and half an octave above so it gives an extension of one more octave okay if you mean different music uh, mm-hmm. i'm not really playing any other form of music although i learned a little bit of uh, key flute very little bit i have a key flute i hope and uh, you know pray that i find some time some day to uh, you know develop on it a little more mm-hmm. uh, but other than that i don't play any other form of music very recently i started learning drupal okay but that's more vocal form than uh, on the flute okay all this is very baby 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 steps and uh, just for my own uh, learning i don't intend performing on any of these things just for vocabulary just for facility and just to know another form of music okay in one of your interviews you mentioned mm-hmm. that although you have learned music from various gurus Your father was the one constant who shaped your music sense of aesthetics and sense of judgment. Can That's you talk very, us about the role of your father in your music journey? Absolutely. So my father is the one who initiated me to music first. Uh when I was around maybe 1 year, 10 months to 1 year, he would like sing uh, the same tune every day and help us recognize the tune. so it would first start with a familiar smile of somebody's voice and the tune itself but later he started uh, te- uh, teaching the raga names for the tune so he would sing the same uh, sangati or the same uh, phrase every day some 10 phrases like this and ma- make us mix and match so he would uh, say is kalyani so he would not say kalyani to us at that age he would say the raga that cries and if it is shankara varnam he would say the raga that laughs so things like this and then for uh, suruti he would say chiroti just a funny way so we recollected now chiroti is a famous sweet from uh, karnataka so things like this he would uh, make us uh, 
recognize and when probably i was one and a half two years i could recognize 50 60 ragams wow and then he would also um sing ragam and ask me to notate it so ta kamabada pa so even if i'm not able to uh, say a gamaka oriented uh, uh, no notation at that age i would say gamapada pa so this is the way he uh, initiated us into music so later he put me under different teachers for uh, training uh, in vocal if for flute i didn't have any particular guru i started playing uh, on my own and uh, of course my brother would help me from time to time fine tune whatever i was playing and uh, i would go to talam classes with uh, narendran prachu narendran patri satish kumar parpalli falgun and in fact any other musician that would be home would not mind me teaching one lesson in that and so on so yeah math is a very integral part of uh, performing arts music rather concert performance i'm saying uh, that is actually the backbone music is like the flesh or i could say uh, per- uh, not the percussion but the the sense of rhythm or the rhythm knowledge is like the rail the train is like the music so that's a very very important uh, department if you want to be a performer now if you just want to sing uh, ragams and kirtis to your heart's content and uh, just have a spiritual uh, you know if you're only looking for that then i don't think rhythmic aspects are so important um however having said that i think there is rhythm in everything in life including our heartbeat including in the way we breathe including in our walk you know if you go out of rhythm then things will go astray at least this awareness is very important for all of us and even when you sing a ragam though we think it's very freestyle and abstract yes there is an abstractness but there's an order to this abstractness because you can't sing one sangati in one speed and sangati two in double the speed or triple the speed and sound absurd right there is a certain progression there's a certain uh, speed of a ragam also though there may not be a rhythmic accompaniment to and uh, so is the case of tanam there is a certain speed laya what they call as laya so these are a uh, very important aspect that uh, one should recognize so apart from this uh, saying kunakol or solkatte and uh, trying to make your own rhythmic phrases and using them using number sequences when you play kalpanaswaram and how you can change nadais and how all this will apply into different talents and how you can compose your own uh, four wise koraipus muktayams these are the different things that uh, my rhythm teachers taught me and it's a very 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 important aspect so coming back to my father so he would org- he would help me organize all this into a concert format and uh, he would say okay in this ragam you play this kind of swaram you try to uh, make a muktayam that fits the kriti and uh, so he would say okay this is about the rough idea but you can compose your own around this phrasing around this grouping of numbers and such was his uh, training and of course being uh, at home you can't make too many mistakes while you practice so this is you're constantly being monitored so that's a big advantage because uh, your progress is faster it's not like you practice something at home then appear in front of a teacher twice a week and then if you practice wrong it takes a long while for the teacher to correct it but this there's no scope for this and then he would uh, make me recite whatever my solkatta teachers taught me and he would also tell me how to su- superimpose music for this and uh, you know how to creatively uh play or sing ragams and what composition to choose for that and what would uh, what swarams would be nice for this and so on so he is like a constant coach 
so this is how it has been mm-hmm. but was you also trained in music i yeah yeah my father used to play the flute ah okay he was an amateur flautist and uh, that is how uh, he i mean of course i i don't like to say this but he says that uh, whatever he failed then he wanted to adequately uh, make up for it through us so what he could not uh, fulfill in his own life as an artist he wanted us to take it forward hmm. so i guess once uh, you also fail you know what you want to do what how better you can do it what more you can do and that's how we uh, kind of figured out what all was important for learning and uh, vocal music is also very important though we play the instrument especially with respect to south indian music where the compositions have been composed to sing unlike in western music where a composition is made for a flute for a piano for a violin for a viola we don't have this in uh, south indian uh, compositions they are purely made for bhakti for enlightenment for singing full of lyrics so when i play or when any instrumentalist plays where they give the pressure dictates where the sahityam is where they take a breath is also important because you can't split the word in between so this is why if you learn uh, singing the kriti that you want to play it helps you a lot in uh, being very clear with your rendition and uh, sticking to the way it would have been sung hmm. so that is a very important aspect okay so you were first introduced to vocal music at the age of 4 and then later you chose to learn flute at around the age of 10 uh, now yes, was this yes. a natural choice considering your family background or was it a conscious yeah it was a natural choice now that was the easiest instrument available at home and then there was uh, all support for it because my father said this is the best we can do for you if you choose this although uh, i did want to learn the violin mm-hmm. but uh, he was like no it's okay try the flute and uh, by god's grace i didn't have to uh, learn from the basics the first time i played i started playing a varnam so probably because the music was already learned like the varnams were already learned it was not so difficult to translate so uh, i think it uh, it was but natural that i chose okay <laughs> you're trained in vocals instrumental and konnakol why is it important for an artist to get exposed to various disciplines okay this is like asking if a person has to become a physicist does he need to know math yes he doesn't need to know math right uh, physics cannot exist without math and uh, to know math you have to know other disciplines as well like uh, statistics is an important part and uh, so on so uh, that's how like i like i already explained uh, there are different departments of performing i i keep insisting on this because um there is a an external path and an internal path to music the purpose of music if i may say so so if you are looking at enlightenment and just you know practicing for your heart content at home you certainly don't need to learn konakol or solfege but if you want to be a good performer you really need to know that and it's really good to have that facility mm-hmm. that knowledge because you also don't want to play a deaf ear to a mridangam artist who's playing next to you right you want to have a dialogue on stage then you want to respond to what your mridangam artist may pick for you as an alternate phrase uh and you might want to respond and that's that just makes it more fun and complicated as well um and your reflexes will uh, play faster so this is the reason why we uh, you're also a yoga practitioner can you explain the significance of practicing yoga especially in perspective of those who are practicing classical art forms okay uh this is also a very interesting question and a very pertinent question so any form of physical exercise is absolutely necessary and good in general 
So for music as well, you need breath control, whether you're a vocalist or whether you are a flute artist. I mean, even if you're a piano player or a violin player, if you observe, until they have finished a phrase, they hold their breath. They actually release the breath only when they have completed the, you know. So breathing plays a very prominent role in every um, aspect of art, of uh, music rather. Uh, so so when it comes to flute or vocal your mental health your physical health as per and also your voice right all these things matter and breath control is important you need to have the stamina so when you uh, practice pranayama or yoga or gym or pilates whatever form works for you it uh, builds you to develop uh, tenacity and uh, you no know, stamina that's one thing so the other thing is uh, what i have observed what this is my personal experience and uh, if you are in a very excited state of mind or if you are in a very sad state of mind both don't help you become good performer especially when you are getting on stage you need to be really calm and uh, you must be in more or less like a you know non reactive absolutely at peace even if you smile a little bit there's a possibility you may sing wrong <laughs> when you are performing a little bit of distraction can also make you sing off tune even if you're very sad that also shows up in your uh, singing or playing because you may not even be in harmony with shruti so for this i think deep breathing helps a lot calming down you know de-stressing diverting your mind different hormones kicking in when you exercise all these help you stay um, calmer clearer and stronger okay so exercise physical exercise is very important it could be a walk you perform both vocal and instrumental music but which okay. one is mostly preferred by the organizers and the audience do both the forms have equal opportunities okay this depends on uh, which part of the world you're performing so in south india um where south indian or uh, audiences are there they prefer vocal music to flute or any other instrument in fact uh, there are so many times uh, when you approach organizations or organizers for uh, uh, hosting your uh, instrumental concert they have suggestion they say why do why do you play an instrument quit and start singing so that is how much vocal music is preferred in south india and south indian organ um, audience but uh, when you travel in the west and play for westerners it's the other way for them um, what i have seen is um, they prefer instruments one thing even if they heard vocal they are not uh, worried about the lyrical content obviously because they cannot understand but they are only bothered about how emotive your music was and how much you are in tune so that is what how pure uh, your notes are or how aligned your notes are to the shruti and how cleanly you present and how much of emotion you can express so that is what matters to westerner western audiences and uh, of course in the, in the us again it's the same thing if you're performing for south indian audience they expect vocal music more than instrumental music okay so it just depends on uh, where you are when it comes to performances we see several students making a good start in the field but failing to sustain what would be your advice to students aspiring to be performers there could be more than one reasons for this um one of uh, the most important thing is um persuasion and uh, hard work is extremely important it's not just enough if you are talented you need to have a lot of humility 
not everything is very ideal in any which world you go to any which profession you choose you need to have a lot of um, resilience patience perseverance to you know uh, put up with what happens around you and uh, also be very humble because you are not doing a favor to anybody you must always keep that in mind so if somebody is coming to your concert and encouraging you and making the time to listen to you in fact they are doing you a favor right so that is very important and uh, i would like to think that that is the most important thing even if you are 10% less talented than 100% talented people what will take you forward is your attitude towards people around you and of course foremost is the humility towards music itself because if you if you think music is your purpose music is the god absolute surrenderance to that and uh, a lot of humility towards the people who are um taking forth the art form whether it's the audience whether it's the organizers whether it's your co artists all of it is very important so this is one aspect the other thing is also that i think uh coming from a musical family uh and more if you have come from a musical lineage so in my case i don't have a musical lineage so to say uh so if you have come from a musical lineage and if you live in a city or a state where you speak the language of the people that are in the art business then you uh, have more points towards success if you are from outside or if you don't have any family to support you it's a harder path to toil because you have to learn everything by yourself as against somebody putting a road for you to walk makes a difference so various aspects so hard work humility uh, attitude uh, perseverance and uh, not forgetting that music is the goal and you will do anything for it within ethical means of course uh, that that i think is a good uh, way to summarize you recently curated the live series of kalakriya the concept mm-hmm. of theme based presentations providing the audience with the explanation of the composition and its history it all seemed very interesting and unique can you tell us about the series and the thought behind it so uh, it started off uh, because of the pandemic that uh, kalakriya facebook page wanted me to host this for them and um, the thematic ideas were mine they gave me full freedom to organize it the way i wanted to and um, for me personally it was a way to give back what i have enjoyed from uh, the last 20 years because whenever i have traveled uh, within india or abroad i have sought the uh, good wishes the hospitality of uh, various uh, organizers friends uh, hosts uh, artists including you so i've had the opportunity of uh, you know so for me this was like a give back where i wanted to uh, show my gratitude in hosting some of the artists that um, are aspiring to make a beginning or have come up to a certain level already but still want more exposure and uh, fame and this page uh, had uh, more than 1 lakh followers oh. so that was uh, a good thing that i could uh, host so many unfortunately the page got removed uh, on facebook so 
but anyway it was a good opportunity to have and uh, to give back to as many people as i could almost for the past one and a half years the performances have turned digital and we already see a good number of performers who have geared up to the new normal with the help of technology however okay. do you think this would deprive opportunities for talents living in small towns and with little or no access to technology if so what measure can an event organizer take to ensure equal performance opportunities for all um very uh, th- well thought out question yes not only small town uh, organize uh, not, not only small time musicians or organizations that are suffering also musicians in the cities who do not uh, adapt themselves to online teaching or performances find it a struggle and uh, also uh, you know artists like harikatha vidwans or bhajana sampradaya artists nama sankirtanam then uh, hari uh, not harikatha uh, nadaswara vidwans tavil vidwans for whom uh, you know social events were a big source of income you know they are suffering a lot whether they live in the city or in small towns the suffering is equal so it is, it is a big big hit for them and uh, what can we do as a society uh, of course we can request for government help and uh, as individuals whoever can afford can always contribute to uh, the cause there are many musicians who are raising funds to help uh, other musicians and uh, there are some organizations also that are raising funds to help other musicians one or the other source we can always do what we can to um, you know help out the musicians in these tough times it's uh, really hard <laughs> right uh, but i think i read somewhere that in your uh, the the series that you curated the kalakriya series uh-huh. uh, you ensured that you pre-recorded certain events uh, yeah. uh, to include in the live uh, so that uh, you know people with the such uh, maybe distant uh, th- those were the uh, children who had no access right so that is why it was pre-recorded and then you ensured yes, that yes uh, some of the events were pre recorded okay enable enable as many as we could include in our uh, right. series right that was very thoughtful like yeah okay, <laughs> so what uh, yeah even uh, as organizers whoever is doing online uh, series instead of hosting the same artists again and again i feel they can distribute uh, more opportunities to other less and less performed and less heard artists so it would be really good <laughs> and uh, with respect to online concerts i still feel people need to uh, get used to paying and listening instead of thinking artists are sitting at home let them do it for free and that mindset from audience i think should change as well as from musician i understand that uh, this is like a dark period for musicians because uh, there is not a stage for them to play there's no audience to play it's a very different situation for all of us however we should not let ourselves down by offering to play or sing for free you know uh, you wouldn't want you wouldn't uh, be able to get uh, a, any artists or any work done at your home just because the worker is sitting at home will an electrician come and re- repair your uh, light just because he is at home so why should artists do this you know if, if you are singing for a cause if you are playing for a charity that is fine but then when we ourselves as a fraternity is suffering you should not i feel you should not let your music go down for free because there's already lot of free music available on youtube on other uh, you know sites you don't need to you know uh, 
push more music into the social media especially professionals right unless uh, they come forth to pay you something for your uh, artistic work and uh, i mean even if one performs what happens to your co artists who have been with you all through these years you know every all of us need to survive so it, a concerted effort in that direction i think would be really helpful i think you made a very valid point shantlal ji today two things the access to technology and digital venues to perform put together are creating an abundance of content on social media while the quality of the performance is compromised this being the case how essential is it for the students or their parents or even their teachers to emphasize on the need to maintain quality while going online well i wish everybody maintain quality but who's to monitor this where is the regulatory authority board or anything right uh especially this pandemic brought about such a um, what would i say um such an exposure on uh, social media that anybody can perform anybody can come out on facebook just press your video or button sit at your home sing whatever you want and upload it but this is really unfortunate you know even if you have just learned one song it doesn't warrant you to go and <laughs> perform True. right so it is a sad situation in some ways that uh, i don't think it has empowered uh, art in the right way true <laughs> uh, yeah. and uh, for the audience watching sometimes it's very hard to distinguish what is uh, better from the other what is good from the not so good or who is a professional who is not professional uh, who knows somebody could be just miming and play a good recording at the back <laughs> 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 we do have several laps today doing that as well the dubbing yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean of course uh, apart from you know severe editing and all that uh, that can happen uh, <laughs> well this could also happen <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you are one of the most sought after teachers in the classical music field what's your approach to teaching first of all teaching is very individualistic that is i mean it's a one on one relation that you have to strike with your student and uh, no one principle works for all every student has their own uh, pluses and minuses so one instruction may not work the same way with everybody uh, that is the first thing that i believe in so i don't do group lessons uh until i know i have at least known them for 4 to 5 years and i know that a certain group can sing well together second is i don't want to teach students who lack passion or who don't have time for practice or who don't want to work hard if they are just for the sake of it i am not willing to teach because uh, i know earning my livelihood is important but uh, i feel just for the sake of earning my livelihood i don't want to have a bad time you know i don't want to have a bad time just because you pay me money <laughs> basically right so i'm i also teach students for free if they have the real passion and don't have the affordability to pay at the same time if anybody whether they pay me or not pay me material they come to class i want them to be passionate and also sincere with what they do that's very important for me from class 1 to class 2 if they have not spent a couple of hours working on it what's the point doing a class you know it must i must also be interested and feel inspired feel nice to teach somebody 
if i don't feel that i am really uh, you know having a sad time and i don't want that there's enough problems to deal with already <laughs> so oh, and when i teach uh, students those who are serious those who want to perform i also teach them solfatta i teach them vocal and if they are learning flute i teach them flute as well and uh, yes when they plan for their concerts i set their repertoire i uh, tell them what to perform how long to perform and if they are ready to and what they are ready with one of the big differences from the time even i learned to now is uh, i would not ask my teacher what is arohanam avarohanam for this raga it is a given once the teacher teaches you a kriti in that you ought to know what the raga arohanam avarohanam is what the talam is you know today you have to put everything on paper so because this the students need to be spoon fed they don't want to observe the movement of the notes and find out the arohanam avarohanam one simple answer ma'am you didn't teach me what is the arohanam avarohanam i don't know my teacher didn't teach so sariga pada sa sada pagarisa can't be figured out when they sing varavina you know there the lack of knee in that the ma in that it doesn't hit them so these are things that you really need to write and show to them that this is what it is you know while when i started learning i didn't even have a recorder i had to just learn it by memory i think that is something kids today have lost it completely they don't know what it is to learn by hearing they want to see everything it's like uh, you know if uh, if you tell somebody the fire is hot they don't want to believe they want to touch and they want to know that it is hot now it has to be proved this is something like that you have to write everything you have to explain everything and yes i do all that because you have to you know adopt to that and then you uh, teach them uh, the how to put the talam and then the importance of alankaram that also most students don't realize they just think it's one of the palapatam that goes by uh you know just like janti versus early versa alankaram i learned this 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 step by step okay the, so you sing third speed in druvatalam uh, alankaram or krishnatriputa alankaram oh ma'am i have not thought about that i have not been taught this no but that is the most important um aspect especially for talams alankaram exposes you to so much of tala intricacy and tala control and the practice but they don't so i go back to their basics even if they say i have done varnams i have done kritis when i teach an hour class our long class my 20 first 20 minutes just goes in basic practice akarams and talam uh, exercises as in alankarams or i have my own exercises too the first 20 minutes goes in that next 20 minutes goes in revising their old repertoire whatever they have learned only 20 15 to 20 minutes goes in teaching them the new kriti or the new varnam or whatever level they may be so this is how i go about my class and when it comes to alankaram practice or you know varisais practice i make them do it in different scales different ragams so uh, now if you choose uh, say bilahari or you know uh, any other ragam that is not straight forward i teach them what are what are the do's and don'ts through these exercises so if you say sari sa sari gari sa sari ga pa ma gari sa so they won't know that sari ga pa da pa ma gari sa so they will try to bring in some other note in between thinking that maybe it is allowed so sari ga ma gari sa that is not so much of bilahari sari ga pa ma gari sa is right to sing so things like this i uh, go about while i teach them the exercises so and i frame my own exercises if the kid has a problem in putting mishra chaputalam or you know kanda chaputalam they are not able to keep track 
there are various exercises you can form so this is the this is where also your uh, rhythm training comes into place you know you can frame an exercise around any phrase you can build up on a phrase to make your own exercise and uh, the talam family allows you to have any number of talams for practice and frame your own tala cycle so naming is another thing that's very technical but in practice you know you can uh, frame an exercise for any tala things like this very interesting usually in the case of children it is the parents who make significant decisions like selecting the teacher following up with the practice deciding performance opportunities etc so what would be your tips and advice to the parents who are currently in this phase this is a very very um, iffy question a very risky step for every parent i can understand because um, as much as the onus lies on the student and their family uh, to supporting the child inculcate this vidya i think equal or more responsibility lies on the teachers front to be absolutely sincere with what they deliver how they deliver and why they deliver so um, we teachers are also human beings we must not let personal differences monetary expectations and personal insecurities come in when you um, inculcate this knowledge to a student i don't want to sound very um, archaic or uh, you know very um, not religious but uh, not very sentimental or anything when i say this teaching a song or even a geetam or whatever it is is very different from whole heartedly transferring it to your student it is not uh, every teacher every musician who is a teacher knows this in the heart of their hearts that if they want to screw up a student's class it just takes them a minute if they somehow want to pick on a student find fault spoil the class ruin the mood of the student you know it just i think we should not let these things happen and uh, ruin the process for the student the journey of uh, learning i'm not saying kids should not be admonished for the lack of their sincerity at the same time i'm saying personal expectations or differences should not dictate your uh, teaching process or i would like to follow that myself so i try and do what i can so it is a hard thing so when students parents actually choose a teacher they don't know these things nobody knows it's a risk it is a gamble and i know it can be very disappointing to the student and the parents after a few years of going to a wrong teacher to undo everything that they did but once again there is no authority or a board or a certification to monitor these things so who is to say <laughs> so because i think the uh, sthanam of a guru is even more important than parents and god it has been shown historically right that uh, that position is so important that you should not take it for granted from either ends from the students end or from the teachers end and if a teacher minds they can mess up the student in no time so that is also a power that 
the teachers have that they must exercise it very um, cautiously so teachers are empowered <laughs> so guidelines for parents to choose teachers for their students is very hard to set especially when you are in um, uh, when you are in a land far away from india you have very little choice as well and uh, when 20 kids in your town or 30 kids go in go to a teacher then you are also thinking the teacher may be good if uh, parents have some knowledge of music maybe it helps otherwise there is no particular uh, guideline or uh, rules to fix as to how we- Uh, a student can choose their guru mm-hmm. maybe inspiration if somebody sees somebody performing and they're inspired and want to learn from them that's a different ball game mm-hmm. so you have actually decided on who you want to learn it's about joining them joining under them to learn but if none of these are um, in the scene and you just want to admit your child for a class there's really no rule book to say hey you must for looking for these 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 points because parents may not know if the teacher is singing in tune or out of tune right so how can you set any rules for uh, this so it's a very very risky road <laughs> mm-hmm. so shantala ji you've toured quite a lot in the us and scandinavia How was your experience presenting your art forms to the Western audience? And do you have any special memories that you would like to share with us? Oh yeah, a lot of memories, a lot of beautiful memories. And uh, one thing I like very much about uh, Westerners is that they have a far more open mind to listening to other forms of art, unlike probably even myself, who's... Uh, no more closed to uh, you know other uh, forms of music or even if i'm listening my immediate connection would be to relate everything to what i already know that in itself is a hindrance i think and they don't mind taking the plunge of uh, you know learning for a long time investing their investing their mind time and uh, everything into learning something totally new they are very very uh, open minded in the, in that way and uh, they are very respectful as in they don't walk around talk around when you are performing or when you are explaining to them house rules are kept very well and uh, yeah these are some of the nice things that uh, i have experienced and yes apart from this when uh, they are westerners totally westerners we must always remember that they don't know your form of music and it is your duty to give them a good image good perspective so that they they feel inspired to go and listen to your mu- listen to more of indian music when they go back home so you must give them the right kind of impression introduction insight into the music that you perform that's also very important and um, i can't, it, it's very hard to pinpoint to one or two experiences but uh, it has been thoroughly enjoyable to come and perform in norway uh, and uh, in sweden and denmark and so many other places particularly in uh, sweden we've uh, performed in uh, inside the north pole oh. and uh, we, uh, the arctic circle i mean yeah. uh, inside the arctic circle we have gone to some of the remotest villages you know it has all been very exciting to showcase your art like i said it's very important that you give them the right impression right from going in time 
you know <laughs> you know how the scandinavian stick to time right from there everything is important about how you do and uh, we perform for a lot of kids and uh, music schools universities a wide range of audience of course and also for musicians okay so uh, i it's very hard for me to pinpoint at any one particular incident but it has been extremely overwhelming to say the least when you're abroad touring for performances you also conduct a lot of workshops to the local students uh, how and what do you teach especially to the students who have had very little or no exposure to indian classical music we um, basically give them a small insight into the raga system into the thala system uh, we also make them do some basic exercises if you have gone there more than once and they already have done our first uh, you know workshop then we take it to a little bit advanced level Uh, sometimes we have made the orchestras play a small song as well at the end of uh, you know two day workshop or so so we talk about the thala system the raga system and how the uh, creative aspects work uh, and uh, how some of our own uh, exercises can be used for scale practice and for rhythm practices as well and so on and sometimes we also take questions from them on uh, whatever topic they have and uh, so forth yeah interesting how has the support from our embassies or the local communities been while performing at venues abroad that is in view of supporting the artists paying them creating venues etc so you're putting me in a very very tough spot <laughs> ah okay but for for the embassies if you uh, have not come through iccr uh there is not much you can expect from the embassies in terms of uh, remuneration of course it's an honor to perform for an indian embassy wherever they are having said that uh, it's also uh important for musicians to have some revenue but in the embassy that's very hard to expect but they will give you a very good treatment they sometimes offer you their venue and uh, they invite a lot of important guests so that is the nice side of it and i have had the privilege to play in stockholm in paris and uh, so on so that is one thing uh when the indian community in the us is very very active uh, in supporting the art concert that's not the case in europe i don't know if it is that uh, if if the uh, numbers is directly proportional to the number of indians also living in uh, europe but i haven't seen too many euro indians turn up at uh, my our concerts in europe i think that's true of most musicians too mostly we see westerners only mm-hmm. so well for example uh, in my last tour when i performed in stockholm we had about uh, 400 people in a church in stockholm but there were less than 10 indians does it go to say stockholm does not have that many indians no i think there are more than 10 indians that could have that could have come so i haven't seen too many the, somehow the indian community is not very active in europe this is what i find my final question to you shantala ji what is one thing you feel should be addressed and changed in the art field ah uh, there are multiple things where do i start uh, one is to integrate artists into the society take it not just as an entertainment 
because art is very important for the development of a society for the development of every individual art teaches you so many aspects of life like sports teaches you art teaches you time management art teaches you people's management art uh, teaches you a lot of perspective uh then art teaches you also um, cleanliness a lot of organization in the mind and uh, so many other skills uh, to see fineness to be very sensitive to be to recognize emotions there's so many things art teaches you so it is not just um, a subject like you know math or physics or you know it's uh, much more than that and uh, i think people especially in india should recognize that beyond entertainment value the second thing is um, they have to support art and artists in any which way they can whether it is inculcating some amount of music in the schools or whether it is having your children take music classes outside the school attending concerts paying and buying your records so many so many ways you can contribute to art form this is another aspect and uh, with respect to south indian audience and organizations please 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 listen to more instrumental music as well that's my request and women do not really get equal opportunities as men especially if they are violinists or mridangam artists more uh, mridangam artists than violinists uh, however either of them don't uh, get the best in competitive stages uh to showcase their talent i think this must change i think indians have been very uh, forward thinking in that way because we have had indian uh, prime minister who has ha- who has been a woman way long ago uh when this was so unthinkable in the world and we have given uh, uh the goddesses such a special place in our history and belief and uh, culture that uh, if men could not have had it probably don't have even it even today <clears throat> even at the gods level the change has happened long ago <laughs> i think uh, this change should happen at um, our in you know in the music fraternity uh, to give women their due opportunities but not because they are women so that one also must change and that's my personal request also so this um attitude of uh, i don't want a woman accompaniment even women say that so that is i think i feel very sad when i hear that mm. so these things can change mm. i think yeah <laughs> thank you very much antlaji for this very interesting conversation and sharing your thoughts and insights with us it's been a pleasure to have you with us today thank you very much uh, sushma for having me and i truly appreciate your effort in uh, taking this podcast and uh, what i particularly like is you have been covering a gamut of artists from such different walks of life and such different aspects to art as well and i uh, truly appreciate uh, shwetnag and your effort in uh, bringing this forward thank, thank you, you thank for you. having me and um, i hope i have not been very controversial in any of your replies and no, i will take it right right thank you madam thank yeah. you very much That concludes our 10th episode of season 3 Vistara.
I hope you found this conversation with Shrimati Shantala Subramanyam interesting and insightful. Catch you all soon with our next episode on Indian Entrepreneur Podcast. To know more about our work, log on to our website kalatapasya.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram for quick updates. Have a good day. Kalatapasya